call me Dr. Jones, known as the Night Tripper. Got my satchel of grease in my hand. Dig me tripping up and back down to buy you. I'm the last of the best, they call me the Greedy Man. What's up, everybody? Got many clients. Hello, hello, hello. Come from miles around. What are we doing tonight? Today. Whatever the fuck you listening to this show. Hello and welcome to the Po' Boys Podcast. I'm your host, that motherfucker Jody B. And I'm glad you came. Got a guest tonight. A co-host of another podcast. And, uh, man... We had a great conversation. <laughs> we talked for a long time. I warned him. I really did. I said, buddy, I don't get to talk about music a lot. And that was a pretty big topic. We did some stand-up comedy talk, too, because he's also a comic. It was, it was a lot of fun. So my guest was Aaron from Drinks with Larry. And uh, he was just on Married as Fuck recently. Shout out to Randall and Brooke. And Amanda and Larry and Burton and Stephanie. I think it's funny. Everything's coming together. We're, we're making this giant web of podcasters, and it's it's fun. We promote. We have a good time. I had a fucking blast getting the opportunity to meet Aaron, and I can't wait to uh, get to speak with some of the other folks over there. So, it's a long episode. And I'm going to be honest, there's a few places I've got to clean up because it's raining here and uh, it's just been kind of bunk weather. So I'm going to try to clean it up the best I can, but uh, you motherfuckers enjoy and it's my pleasure to introduce to you Aaron from Drinks with Larry. Known as a night tripper, a in my hand. Then it tripping up Back down the body You know I'm Doing the this shit from Cleveland, man. L.A., nigga Whatever you niggas want me to drink What time is it? I don't give a fuck where you lay at, nigga It's time to slay these bitch man They ain't even know what type of niggas we use Where my thugs at? Both I know you niggas been waiting for this for a long time Well, here it is, nigga Here it is What you gonna do Well, let me speak to Pull your strap on me, nigga, you better kill me. Thug life, baby. 
I'll probably be punished for hard living. Blind to the facts. Thugs is convicts in God's prison. Hands on the strap. Praying so father, please forgive me. Oh my goodness. Be rushing when they see me. I'm going to have some attitude. That's crazy. That's crazy. Bone thugs in harmony. Tupac. Ooh. I remember, you know, it's... It's funny, I've heard this song a bunch, and it's one of my favorites, and uh, being a, a person who enjoys firearms, I don't really have any, but I enjoy them, uh, the, the gun the, the gun pattern in this is all wrong. <laughs> I hear it every time, and uh, it drives me crazy. It's a shotgun. You have to cock it each time before you shoot it, so that's, gotta work on that shit, y'all. Do better. Tonight, we have a very special guest. Uh, making his rounds, fellow co-host from the Drinks with Larry, also known as Drinks and Larry podcast, uh, Aaron. What's up? Uh, that's that Buff Bagwell. <laughs> that's forever going down in history. <laughs> it's going to be, you should get hats. I'm serious. Like, Drinks it. and Larry, yes, we should. We really should. <laughs> Man, it's, it's been really cool uh, getting to kind of interweave with everybody here. And I'm sorry. Uh, I hope that nobody over at the, the, the boat happens to think that I have a problem talking to the rest of them. I just happen to, uh, I think, kind of cling to you a little more right out the gate. I'm, I'm no, no, no. Interested. Keep that same energy, Jody B. Don't worry about them. No, no, no. I'm this the cool is, one. I'm the cool one. You, you made the right choice. I think so. And that's what I said. It's nothing against those guys. It's actually funny. There's, there's a, a funny story about uh, uh, shit. What's his name? Uh, Burton. Brian Burton. Burton. Yeah, uh, you have to ask Larry about it. It's a little funny exchange that we had once upon a time. I don't know how much he'll enjoy it, but it's just, uh, you guys. There's like five or six of y'all. It, what Larry, Brian, uh, Burton, you, Stephanie, and then at any given time, maybe an extra person sprinkled in if you get somebody. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, that's tough. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I've listened to a few episodes of your show. And um, I actually find it enjoyable, which is kind of hard to do with that many people. Usually, I don't, I don't fucks with that. Uh, I have a hard time talking to more than two people at a time usually. So it's bravo. <laughs> We've been getting that a lot, and I guess I never really listen to other podcasts, but I guess we're like the only one with that many people really out there rocking. And people's like, it's crazy how you get that many people to behave and and talk at the same time and we do talk over each other and we do yell at each other about it so you know i guess that's what the audience likes is us arguing about whose view is what but we we have fun as long as we're laughing i'll I'll continue to keep going you know but it's a fun time thank you for appreciating that because it's hard getting us together for meetings too do you listen to a lot of uh podcasts aaron yeah uh but most of them only got like one or two people. Right. And so I guess I never really paid attention oh, to dude. it. Dude, if you really dig in, uh, I don't know of a lot of big shows. I don't listen to a lot all the shows. There's fucking half a million of them. But I know uh, some of the indie shows, bless their heart, they'll put seven or eight people in a room. And I swear to God, it's, it's like sitting down in a banquet hall during like uh, Thanksgiving dinner. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just so much going on, and I think that you can have those moments. But the point is, you have to learn your podcast etiquette so that everybody. I mean, it's rule number one in in radio or anything with audio. Uh, only one person can talk at a time. That's how that works. I think it's cool. We got a you know Larry's like the leader, 
you know, as much as I don't want to say it, but he is he is the leader. So when he says like, hey, OK, guys, calm down or next subject, we kind of we do follow along and we just go with it. So I think that really helps. We, we got some kind of structure and leadership like no one's trying to be better than the rest of them except me. Yeah, but trying to shine. Get, out know, my, get out of my light, y'all. Shit. <laughs> I, I think that's what helps. I think it helps a lot. Um, it, I enjoy it, and I, I hope that it keeps going strong. Uh, I listened to the episode today. Uh, it was pretty good. What happened now? I, maybe it's been fixed. I didn't get to hear the Ken Shamrock thing. Did he end up calling in, or did he reschedule again? No, he he just didn't even answer his phone, and it was a bummer because we pushed back Married AF like two weeks. And I wanted to talk to them, but, you know, we had to wait. Yeah. So. Well, that's, that's one of the reasons why I think I've I've avoided really going after famous people. Because, unfortunately, they're busy, man. I just chewed my tongue. <laughs> Shit. They're busy. Uh, and I haven't dealt with a lot of people that have handlers or managers. I've tried to go one-on-one with folks. And it, mm-hmm. does, it seems to be going okay, but I know it's going to happen where I'm just going to get flat fucking stood up and... It'll be okay. I'll move on. <laughs> I mean, we still record it. You know, we still have fun. We still got the YouTube video out. And um, it, like I said, as long as we're together, we're having fun. We're talking about the issues. We're making people laugh. And, you know, the best part is when you get your listeners talking about, yo, I was listening to you at work laughing. And I just think, like, yo, if I can help at least one person get through their work day oh, yeah. and it's, smile, like, it is all worth it. It's good. All right? the time in the world. So, it makes, so you, makes you feel real good. <laughs> it makes you feel real tingly inside. Like <laughs> I know. Um, with, with the few interactions I've had uh, with you know, I'm trying not to, to outgrow my reach right away, man, because at the end of the day, I don't want to, like, just be bringing people in here that I don't at least listen to or enjoy. Because I think there are right. people that do that, and that's cool. I don't mind meeting complete strangers, but I at least uh, I at least like to have an idea of who I'm going to talk to. Um, and I've noticed that my, my circle, it's got some really good folks in it, man. And, and I think that people that have dealt with certain lifestyles and stuff you kind of become a beacon for other people like that and i think it's one of the reasons why out of all those guys i picked you um i've heard some of your stuff and i'm really interested in you that's what's i I like comedy i like music and from what i understand you do have done both uh so i think that's pretty fucking cool considering we're the same age you know (laughs) yeah stephanie was like stephanie was like i didn't know you knew a lot about music and i was like you guys never really asked what i think so it's like you know when people start asking you of course i'm gonna tell you i got all kind of stuff to say and it was fun that you i like the way you play a song first and um you first was playing stomp yeah, but uh, like but yeah, do you remember when Ti was in that song oh, and they a, took him out? Yeah, no, he's still in that one. Uh, the the original had uh, the game in it too, and the game was off of one of the tracks that I love that fucking song, dude. It's I think it's kind of shitty. I the think way they left they left game in there. They took Ti's verse out. Maybe because him and Luda, because Luda, him and Luda were getting into it at the time. Yeah, we, and, that yeah, and that's when they was like, all right, they dropped Ti's verse because they didn't want them problems. Look, I'm Atlantic gonna, didn't want them issues. Just in case, no, look, because we're we're gonna have a little fun because I can do this. You know why? Because it's my fucking show. Uh, yes, I'm gonna turn it on for just a second, just to prove a point. Um, 
I don't know. Now, did you hear the radio version? Because I'm going to be honest. This was when music pirating was really big, and I stole a lot of remixes and, and rap music back in the day. So maybe I just had the good version from the start. Oh, uh, the original The original had... Um, all four. It, yeah, it had all four, but the right. song, it was Young Buck's song. Mm-hmm. It was on, what is it, Welcome to Cashville, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. And uh, he's not on that album. They they dropped him. They dropped his verse off of that album. No shit. But, yeah, the original. The, of course, the original had it. But <laughs> after they got into that, Atlantic didn't want those problems, so they they dropped Ti's verse off of there. Oh man. They, and then, then yeah, Luda said something about it later on. Like Lil Flip even said something about it. it was like that's why Atlantic dropped your verse, um, because Lil Flip and Ti were getting into it at that time. But Flip didn't really stand a chance. Oh man, that was the. I love that was the end of his old, career. A good old rap beef. It's one of my favorites, man. Oh yeah, that's hey. why I was so I like, you know, with this Eminem. First of all, I got to ride for the home team. Oh, we're gonna, Eminem, oh, MGK, we're gonna, dude. We're I have gonna get to get deep off into this. So I was, yeah. we could we could talk for a minute, but I have a whole buddy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we'll save yeah, that. Yeah, we'll yeah, save that, that. That's coming down the pipe. Look. This song came out, what was it, uh, early 2000s maybe, uh, 2004 maybe, something uh, like that? Yeah, because I was around uh, high school. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's interesting because the way this song got laid out is they recorded T.I.'s version first. Mm-hmm. So he didn't have anything to go off of except for, I guess, something that Ludacris had dissed him in previous or whatever they were getting into it about. The problem is, is... Ludacris got to listen to T.I.'s verse and then cut his. So mm-hmm. he he came real, real hard in this song. And I love it. T.I. and Ludacris steal the show on this song. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just kind of jump into it. I'm gonna get right into the good part. So hang on. The start's good too. Yeah. Uh oh Young Pup. T.I. Ludacris. Dirty snow, yeah. I hit talking, but he bopped to get that ass off. Watch, I get the club crunk, I'ma make them stop. I'm care, so much chest, I'm so true to this. Task force, got my best, I got a new bitch. They say the talk shit, but I'm too legit. A million dollars at a time, till I'm super rich. Pimp sport, G, you the fuck who you get. Ask your nieces and your nephews, who the shit. Real niggas see the difference between you and this. Me getting me beat getting down, beat down, that's me. From the streets of Spain to Mechanicville Nigga, all you getting right in Dangerfield No respect, I'm a bitch, you can bet that I, I fucking love T.I. He's one of my favorite rappers so nasty in this song but it's it's crazy because this was when beefs were fun you know it's kind of it's changed a lot it's, it's the music's not as aggressive as it used to be so it, it doesn't make said, as much me sense. getting beat down that's ludicrous that was that was awesome but it wasn't enough no. it just wasn't enough it was a jab you know what i'm saying it's kind of like this whole machine gun kelly shit that just happened it's a jab Man, and then all when, of a sudden daddy came out the fucking cave and said what no see i i i try i said it i said it on my facebook and i had a lot of people upset with me that that mgk's this that rap devil had so much substance to it and that's what i was trying to tell people i was like it got substance like I love a, I love a good beef, but the substance is what's gonna have some longevity. That's why when I was listening to the interview today, I was like, all right, I can understand that. 
But uh, like, of course, when it comes to lyrics, of course we know Eminem's raw with it. Yeah, of course. He's but very are good you at just <laughs> bullying? Are you bullying, or do you really got a reason to be going at somebody? See, that's where I'm at with it, man. And see, here's the thing: Eminem's been doing this shit a long fucking time, a long time, twenty plus years now. A minute. Yeah, but he was hungry, and I'm not, he was young. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. Obviously, his style has changed. He's gotten into right. a different point in his life. But what I'm saying is, with experience comes wisdom. That's just kind of how it goes. You learn the game, you know what I'm saying, the longer you do it. And I don't think that he's stupid enough to try to just pick a fight with some nobody. I really think that this might be planned. I mean, I, 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 I want to think that... No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I don't think Machine Gun Kelly knew it was up. I think Machine Gun Kelly is a pawn in a much bigger scheme. Oh, yeah. Okay. I can see that. Yeah, I I can see that. This is where I'm hung up on it. And this is, we're just, I'm going for it right now. I'm going to pull my my chart out. All right. Look. Okay. Up until now, I really didn't know who MGK was, which is what I think a lot of people said when all this shit started happening, right? Fair enough. Like, he was famous, yes, but he wasn't famous, famous. So Okay, fair enough. I think that what may or may not have happened is they are both signed under Interscope Records. I would just like to make that point. Uh, I understand that a record company is many branches and you might not cross paths with some of the same people that technically you work for. But I do understand a little bit about how business works. And at the end of the day, they want to make money. That's what that's what right. needs to happen. And I'm curious if somehow, some way, this isn't some kind of crazy plan that Eminem or Interscope Records has engineered. I want it to be poetic. I mean, I believe so. But one thing I do love is like this kid is resilient. Yeah. He got. He really is a Cleveland. He really has that Cleveland mentality. Like we know what a L. We know what a loss is like. We absolutely do. But it don't stop us from anything. Like you're gonna have to earn it. You gonna get punched in your jaw? Like is, we we never ever take no loss laying down. You know we can talk shit about our city all day, but we ain't never gonna let nobody else talk shit about our city. Right? It, it's a um. I I got faith in this kid. A lot of faith in this kid. I think he really gonna. I don't. He he dropped his album actually today. Right. So here, uh, this all ties in together. Now, if you're ready, I'm gonna take you on a very quick trip in my brain and i'm gonna let you let you see where i'm seeing things from right now you ready mm-hmm. okay. i'm ready i think that somehow some way machine gun kelly found out that eminem was going to talk shit about him in his upcoming album which he found out about ahead of time because they were right. at the same place now i look at it from like okay so let's say like an nfl team let's say if you wanted to get people to pay attention to your team, do you think it would be more of an appealing thing for like Tom Brady to get into a, like a verbal spat shoving match with like you know, a linebacker on the defense? Or do you think it would make more of a headline for him to get into a fucking fight with his running back in a huddle and they start shoving each other and stuff? Which one do you think is going to cause more, more problems enough to where people pay attention to it? You're right. The dude on his offense. But, I, I, you know, I look, I get it. I do get the business. I do get the money aspect. But the one I'm rooting for is the one who got more substance. Like, in that Nas-Jay-Z beef, right? 
You know, that I'm big fans of both of them. Yeah, yeah. Big fans of both of them. But Nas took that battle. And I'll tell you why. Because Ether, Ether, like, he wasn't rhyming so super hard in Ether. Ether had so much substance in it that that's why it was one of the hottest discs of all time. He said, you know, calling my crib and I ain't even give you my number. Right? Stuff like that makes you look like a lame. But those are facts. Right. Those are true things that you're like, oh, well, you know, you're not as cool as you say you are. That's how you destroy somebody in a diss. So Eminem's been this dude who been bullying people his, his whole career. Oh, yeah. Well, first, first he was an underdog. We loved him as an underdog, right? Yeah. You know, oh, you came up from nothing. You the man now. But now he's the man, and he over here still, you know, pushing over little kids and stuff like that, <laughs> telling them to get out the way. <laughs> right. And it's, it's Ooh, I can't condone that behavior no more. Ah. Uh. Here, I so, think I think you're trying to get back on the game, and maybe maybe you broke. That's what I'm thinking. Like maybe you ain't got no money. You just got out of your Michael Jackson con- uh, contract. You know the story of that. What is it? Something he just got his songs back or some shit? Cause yeah, Michael Jackson owned this shit. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how you fix something. He was talking when uh, he made that Lose It video. Yeah. Michael Jackson was like, "I'm gonna fix you," and uh, he bought all his music. Like, so God he owned him. <laughs> that's some that's some baller shit right there. Mike Mike did that uh, to the Beatles too. He sure did. That's cold blooded. Michael Jackson, yeah. rest in peace. He's a bad motherfucker. <laughs> well, you know that's what you're supposed to do. You, if you don't own your own music, somebody else is gonna own it. Right. Like I, I did publishing, so there's a lot of artists out there that that they just they're a beautiful face and they're a good voice. And they don't own none of the music. Therefore, you ain't making most of the money. That's been Period. happening for years, man. That's the record industry. It's what it was fucking built on, man. Right. You, know well, you, mean, like, you, you still have some smart ones in the game. And that was those are the ones I look up to. This, this is what I'll say about Machine Gun Kelly. I don't know him. I don't know enough of his music to make a judgment on whether or not. Uh, he's, he's Cleveland, Ohio. I know he's from Cleveland. I know that apparently he's lived some life, you know, uh, I understand that it can't be easy uh, being a white rapper. That's always going to come with a little bit of something. Now, it's getting easier, it seems, these days. I think I've seen quite a few white dudes trying to, to get into it and not just do, like, the little dicky thing or, or be some novelty mm-hmm. thing. They're actually, you know, doing their thing. What's that Post Malone dude? He's a white boy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's crazy, man. Like, I, I, I'm interested to see what could happen. Uh, if if it keeps progressing, but I do feel like the industry itself has gotten kind of cookie cutter, man. The people that are making it on the radio, they're not all that great. I'm sorry, right? Some but of it's okay, no, you but gotta own. You have to own the radio waves to be on there. So it's and, it's yeah, they're not for sale. <laughs> That's the problem. exactly exactly. That's remember. I remember Jay Z used to get into it. Like all his hits weren't getting played on the radio. Yeah. And this is a time where the people wanted them there, but the record companies had a tight grasp on them. This is where hip-hop was getting too much commercial in the 2000s. So there was no way to really get your music out there like that. This is when underground mixtapes start getting real big. Oh, I love it. Because you, you'd have hot-ass tracks. Like, I, man, I used to Pretty Boy Floyd mixtapes, all that way before Gangsta Grills and man. all those mixtapes used to come out. You can only get them on the streets. And that's how most artists was getting all their hottest music out there that the radios would not play at all. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, the record company didn't want to put them on the shelf. 
but you had tons of music. That was a big issue was distribution. So, like, let's say Rap-A-Lot Records, a, a record label, they can make four or five albums and have it ready to go, but can't get it in, in Target or can't get it in Best Buy. So, like, so, the capital to make CDs is what cost so fucking much back in the day, huh? Right. It was, you know, but the it artist would only make, like, 2 much. $3. Well, that's what I'm saying. CD. It didn't cost that much, but if you need 100,000 CDs... Or millions of CDs they're at a dollar a piece. That's a million dollars, motherfucker. Like, and I know it right, wasn't a dollar. There was a, it was that shelving fee. You know, they were they were charging extra money to get that shelf spot. That's fucking and crazy. So that's like tobacco nowadays with with how they do all that shit. So it's always been advertising. That's the way it is. Mm-hmm. But also also it's building the game so you can only you know what players you got in the game. So setting it up so only you and your buddies can win. They've done it for a long time, but I guess they are kind of breaking down the wall now. Um, you know, I, I mentioned Soldier Boy, and that was my point. So I guess to, to, to your point, uh, yeah, I, okay. That was when people started being able to take full control of their art, which is great. I think it's it's just weird how some of the trends that took over really changed. And now there are record companies that, that are taking people and just kind of polishing them and holding them up high enough. They're not great people. Some of them aren't great artists, I mean, for what it is. But some of them are just terrible people. <laughs> like what They're the marketable. I guess. I, I don't that's, know. You know that's the, at the end of the day, that's all they're looking for. They're looking for the next person who will sell for them. You know, Soulja they don't Boy, want you to sell for yourself, sell for them. Look, Soldier Boy hurt my feelings a little because it was the first time that I can recall that actually, like, a shithead delinquent kid was actually making popular music and it was inspiring all these other people. Now, we got some good shit out of there. I'll agree to that, definitely. But at the same time, it's like, oh man, like, I don't want him to be the guy. It's like wrestling, it's like giving the Intercontinental title to a motherfucker that you just don't like <laughs> it was like fuck like for, i remember he, he used to get criticized a lot for the dance and everything and oh i've got you know, other songs oh, he's, he's, he's dancing and the snap dancing is killing hip-hop but a big thing about hip-hop was dance is a huge part of it dance is not the problem it's the it's the songs man look i've got three soldier boy songs right here in my queue and uh, I don't know, you know, how how versed you were on his stuff, but just off that first album, he just had a lot of delinquent shit, man. Oh, absolutely. For being but, a I mean, kid, like, delin- the fucking look. What is it? Hang on. Now I like this song. That's the problem. <laughs> but look, this is the kids. Hey, this is what the kids are getting. Yeah, bitch. Yeah. Stuff like that. You know what I'm yeah, but it's cool he's for a us kid. we're adults. I know, but you know, we was expecting we was expecting a 13, 14 year old to make very thought provoking music. Like, nah, that that wasn't finna happen. The ones who the problem was is we we still had some good conscious artists out who were making really good music. It's just nobody really wanted to listen to them. You know, everybody was dumbed down to the part where it to the point where they didn't they couldn't understand it for the most part. 
Like, 5% of knowledge was so big back in the 90s and whatnot with Wu-Tang Clan, but your average person can still listen to Wu-Tang right now and, and not really understand everything fuck RZA and Jizza was saying. Right. So, it's not good marketable music. It's very thought-provoking music. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. I can understand it. But I can't expect everyone else to understand. Like, a Nas album, like, most people are walking away with maybe 15, 20% of what he said. I can guarantee that. Right. There's a lot of shit laced in there underneath stuff. There's a whole there. lot of shit laced like, in there. You may not know what it meant, but Jay-Z knows what he was talking about, and that's all yeah, that fucking yeah. matters. <laughs> exactly. Well, some of that shit Some of that shit is like you would have had to read a couple books, and I mean thorough books, to even understand what he was even going with with some of the bars. Right. And just because I, you know, I do pick up some books and I do read a little bit, that's what draws me to his music. But I can't expect your average person who just wants some entertainment to enjoy that. Now, like a 13, 14-year-old kid, that y'all, bitch, y'all, that shit was hilarious. I love that song. That's the problem. I mean, he's got the report card song, too. You know, that one was kind of... You know, it's. I'm not saying that you're supposed to worship these people or do what they do. But obviously, that's happened forever in music culture with anything. And I hate... I don't hate it. I'm... I get concerned when maybe it's not the best example. He was a kid, man. What was he like? Fucking sixteen at the time. He, yeah, he, he was, was the really first young. time that had happened because we had had little Bow Wow, we had had little Romeo, and they're like nephews and cousins of actual fucking you know big time artists. Soldier Boy was like the first one to just kind of fall in there and then get hit with that spotlight, and I just think it inspired some some shitheads along the way and that's what sucks is it did you got to you got to wade through that to find the good stuff and i've just i've had a hard time with it i heard a takashi song the other day that i actually didn't hate and then i heard a cardi b song that made me want to fucking kill myself <laughs> i know i know i know so i don't it's, know where the line is man i like the rick flair drip song and i don't really like the migos i think the fucking uh bad and bougie is not that great of a song. The beat's pretty good. I'll give you that. It's the kind of shit I yeah. like. You know, but it's... When you go to the club and you hear that shit, it's a whole different vibe. Yeah. You know, I can't really be in the club like jamming J. Cole all like that. As much as I as much as much I like them, it's just not... It's just not that dance club music. And it's just more of me just... Now I'm older, having a little more appreciation for it. Yeah. Like, understanding, like, hey, you know, this, this stuff is retarded. I, de- I definitely understand that, but <laughs> it's it's fun. It's fun. It's like it's like candy. It's like sweets. I know I shouldn't be eating it. I know it's not good for me, but it's the, it's good right now, and this is what I want. So I, if, you, if you eat too much of it, you'll start getting cavities, and I think that's, the, that's how you rot people's brains. But, you know, it's enjoyable every once in a while. I, I enjoy the... the I can't say I enjoy Migos, but I can I can take small hey, doses hey, of that Rick some Flair, of that type of rap. That Ric Flair drip song is pretty fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> Ric Flair drip going, like, like, how could uh, you not really like that bad and bougie? That shit used to come on. They used to play it back to back. Raindrop, um, drop top. Yeah, pop, pop top. It, I remember when um. <laughs> I remember when that uh, Young Jock came out. I fucking love Young Jock. I listened to some just today. <laughs> I met that, I met that dude. Did you I met really? him. Oh okay. man. Okay, I'm a short dude, right? I'm five six. I'm All not right. that tall. Yeah. For the listeners out there, 
but I was in a club on Old National in Atlanta, and um, all these these lights and these cameras were coming up to me, and I'm like, man, what is what is y'all shining that light for me? It's in a club, and uh, I swear I looked to my left, and I end up looking down, and Young Jock was standing right next to me. Oh man! So. Whenever that interview comes out, or if anybody looks at that interview, I'm looking down like this is this is Young Jock. Like he this damn short. Like it was, it's crazy. I'm five six, man. He's shorter than that. Like he oh, came shit. up to like my shoulder. That's awesome. I you know you wouldn't know it. It's it's funny when you have friends or you know people that interact with these these guys that were pretty fucking big for the time being. I got a buddy that met Sean Paul, and uh, from the Young Bloods. Oh yeah, shower cap and all, bitch. You already know he fucking showed up <laughs> to do a performance at like a frat house. This was back in the day, and uh, yeah, like he called me up and he was like, "Hey, you know who Sean Paul is?" And I was like, uh, "The Rastafarian dude, or uh, you know, the rapper guy." Sean DePaul. Sean DePaul. Hey, We Be Burning is a great fucking song, and so is Temperature. Eat a dick. Anybody that thinks different. Oh, no, Sean Paul was the dude. He's from Trinidad. Oh, man. Okay, so that was, was that bad that I said Jamaican? He's got that Rasta shit. I don't know what it is, uh, but it's <laughs> awesome. I like it. Uh, I don't know, man. It. There were a lot of people that came out in that time, and that's really like my sweet spot. I like from like 2000 to 2010. That's my spot. I like Dirty South rap balls deep in that man and it's it's crazy because uh like you said you want uh you want content you want substance yeah but it's like outcast was giving me all that oh (laughs) so it's giving me it's giving me all it was giving me the old school soul yeah it was giving me something to dance to i love outcast that's good shit yeah listen to everything everything outcast See, there's a few. I've heard a lot of the hits, and I'll go back and dig, and I'll catch some different shit uh, once in a while. But it's I really appreciate the lyrics. I'm a lyrics guy, and I started with country music, and then uh, got into rock music, and then I was like, I would memorize songs, just play them over and over again, and I was like, I want something a little bit harder, and I started with rap music. Well, kind of sort of. It was like Kid Rock. Kid Rock was rock rap back in the day, and Limp Bizkit. I remember. Right, and so then I just kind of dipped my toe in, man, and uh, fucking Yin Yang Twins and Little John hit right around the time I started driving. So you know when you were driving down the road that fucking summer, that Get Low came out. Yeah, but I remember Little John back when uh, he when he had his haircut and it was I like them girls. Oh shit! There's some hoes in this house. There's some hoes in this house. Yeah, Lil John was way back when. Hey. I remember he used to have some hits. I don't. But know. he was always producing. Yeah, he, he can't. He can't rap to save his goddamn life. Uh, <laughs> you don't. He, he, he ain't got. Hey. Like, that's the fun part about them cool producers. They ain't even got to like Swiss Beats. Swiss Beats ain't that good of a rapper, but I still want to hear him yell on that beat. Like, I still need to hear you talking. Uh. Like, there's a lot of stuff that came out around that time. It's it was so good. I think maybe that's part of the problem too. A uh, A Ron, we fucking we hate we hit a peak, you know. And I'm not saying that. Obviously, it's got it's got to uh, evolve, right? I get that, but it just sucks mm-hmm. because we had some big fucking shoes to fill, and I don't think that they're filled up. They're definitely <laughs> on their way. I don't. But I don't know. A lot of them bad. artists didn't survive. 
A lot of them fuck, didn't survive at what all. What happened to Twister? What the fuck has Twister been up to lately? I miss you know, Twister. I have no idea. <laughs> he, he's from Chicago. I don't know what he's doing up there. Dude, that comic... Wait. Kamikaze album, was great. Yeah, his, his album, album was, was Kamikaze, Kamikaze first. Too. Yeah, and it had Badonka Donk on it. All oh, like in your face phone. when you're at the club. Donka Donk, tell the DJ, I need a <laughs> I need a hundred words. so good. <laughs> Fucking Twister. Dude, and I got Lil Wayne. You know what I'm saying? I got Lil Wayne from fucking from uh, Back That Ass Up. And I got yeah, to watch Wayne that. came out. Yeah, he was 2000. He was actually 99. Carter. Yeah, and he was a little boy in that video. He was like 16 years old with all well, the tattoos already. Hanging out with Juvenile and fucking Manny Fresh. And Every Bird time Man. I come around your city, bling, bling. Dude. Yeah. I can't imagine what it would be like to see all that happen. Like, if I had a time machine, I think that's what I would do. I would go back and watch it evolve because it's been pretty cool watching it from my point of view. But I came into the game late, and I missed a lot of shit, too. Uh, it used to be magical rap music, and now it's just kind of... It's that you got to dig for the good stuff. But if you turn on the I radio, mean, but you always had... That's, that's the thing. Like, it just got saturated. Yeah. It got real saturated, and everybody put out this stuff, and they let people believe that the radios controlled hip-hop. But hip-hop was never supposed to be on the radio. That's the thing. It I guess was never true. supposed yeah. to make it. It was supposed to be mixtapes. Well, no, it was supposed to be live. It was always supposed to be live, live and candid. Ooh. They were basically like DJs. The, the concept of hip-hop, of you being able to listen to it on a record, was not it was just it was too deep they were like how, how can you do that you can't put this stuff on the radio and there was one girl when she did that rapper's delight that that opened that doorway but the object of it for them to still do concerts and you still to get the crowd and you still to spit and stuff like that in front of people that's never gonna die and no matter you know, you're always gonna feed through the the Milli Vanillis and stuff like that because they don't last. They'll never they'll never live in this type of artwork. Like they're gonna somebody's gonna expose them, and I I think that's what's happening. You know, right now somebody's always gonna expose them. Like if you're gonna be hip hop and you're gonna be for the people, you have to be for the people. Like your voice is is law. I think that's, that's why I, this is would be so deep. To, uh, Iggy Azalea. When he throw some shade, where the fuck does she go? She, she's gone. She dead. Iggy, Iggy is uh, <laughs> I don't man, I don't know how to explain her. I don't. She's like a um. Uh, I think she got I a couple good ones in there though. So you know, she's, good job. She's dude. still she's still marketable. The thing is, like, who is her audience? It's not people like me. Right. It's probably not people like you. You know what I'm saying? Like, no offense, but not really. I, I think I her audience is like maybe the the 14, 15 year old girls in in high school. Right. So she's still gonna make her money. She's she's still gonna do it. There's always gonna be that. You still gotta have that type of girl for the teenagers. Right. As an adult, we ain't gonna fall into. It. It's like that B2K stuff or uh, Ooh, um, pretty Ricky. All them boy. 
Yeah, pretty Ricky and all them. Like, you grown men ain't going to be listening to that. Yes, it's going to be the little girls. They're going to buy the CDs. Rolling through that if I... Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, I'm, sir. I'm not going to get that. Oh, you know you're dancing in your fucking chair right now. It was a hit. It was a hit, but I'm not going to go buy it. It's going it, to come on the radio and I'm going to listen to it. Your body. Your body. Turn me up. My body burning up. Jesus. It is, is kind of crazy, the, the things that came out of this shop around there. There's, there were some memorable moments. Young Jock was one of those. So it's kind of fun that you had that crossover. I was just thinking about him because I said Soldier Boy killed rap. Uh, I think Young Jock had a hand in it, too, because when I saw Tom Cruise doing the lean back, uh, I was like, all right, well, cool. I guess everybody's doing it. So I, you know, it's there was an interesting time there where rap music really went mainstream. It was always around like people would just kind of sneak it in there probably so they didn't have to pay as much money for it but uh yeah. everybody was getting that money from it that's what it was yeah. they started it became a billion dollar industry just rap music alone shit that might be nwa's fault that i bring it up Ooh. they definitely had a hand in it they definitely had a uh, hand money. in it and uh there's a but that's when hip-hop became violent yeah, yeah. oh that you was know, look I don't hate aggressive ass music. I really don't. I don't really want you to go out and start fucking shooting people, you know, but at the same time, like, I like you to be able to tell me about your fucking neighborhood and tell me about the kind of shit you've been through. I appreciate that. I hear yeah, talking, but it's, buddy, it's, about one, to thing, it's one thing to report it. It's another thing to promote it. Right. Now, that and is tough. They do. We had a, a shooting here uh, just, I think, last year, maybe a year and a half ago. Uh, concert. I don't think anybody got killed. A couple of people might have got nicked, but some dickhead brought a Mac Ten to a concert because the dude was uh was talking crazy. I guess on Twitter or Facebook Dang. or something. Yeah. How close are you to Arkansas? I mean, uh, Little Rock, Little Rock. Fifteen minutes. Damn. So you right outside of Little Rock? I'm technically uh, North Little Rock. Yeah. Okay, so I remember I read one stat back in the day and said Little Rock, Arkansas had the most hate crimes in the whole United States. I can believe it. I would think God Alabama, damn. maybe, or Mississippi, because they're pretty bad. And I thought that too, but it said Little Rock. It said it'd be going down can Little I, Rock. Can I tell you, you something know, crazy uh, right now? There's a, there's a, uh, a city here called Harrison. You ever heard of Harrison, Arkansas? Uh-uh. Uh, there's a, a dude, I guess, who's like a pretty big member of the KKK that I think resigned there. And, uh, yeah, there, have you ever seen a KKK billboard? They have them in Harrison. There's only like one or two, and it's not like they're everywhere, but it is kind of a weird feeling still driving down the freeway, and you see some dude holding a white baby, and it says something just kind of backhanded. Yeah, that that you know freaked me saying? out. It's a little weird, and the, the thing is, is... If you ask anybody up there, they don't want to fucking talk about it. And anybody that's in, like, the politics would be like, now, obviously, that's not a thing. And they have the right to their fucking opinion. But, you know, whatever. What are we going to do? So, I don't know. It's still kind of weird. <laughs> I Let me tell you this. I hear yeah. people I hear people use uh, that certain word uh, a lot here. And uh, it makes me uncomfortable because I'm really not okay with it. I'm not going to sit here and say I've never said that word, but what I'll say is I've never said it in anger. 
and I've never said it to somebody to, to put them down or make them feel bad. I sing rap songs and I tell jokes. What do you want me to do? Uh, it's, it's weird. It's really weird. Like hearing some people who will genuinely throw it out, Aaron. Like I don't. I've usually will just kind of hey man, <laughs> like that's it's not okay. Like you're better than that. Don't fucking. You know, especially not in front of my baby now, too. I got a real problem with it. I'll ask you. I know. That's deep, ain't it? Look, I've had to check uh, a couple of my friends, and it's not even what it is. It's just they get talking. Now, look, (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you. My best friend's a black dude. And uh, when we get talking, that shit flies around. It, It is what it is. I heard you say that in one of your podcasts. It's funny. The other thing is I say I say it to my wife, and usually when she's blowing me. But what what am I gonna do? <laughs> it's, uh, it's yeah, it ain't it ain't no things. You know, it's not what you say. It's just kind of who you who you say it around and who you say it to. This shit make you uncomfortable, dude. It sucks because sometimes at work, it's like people I'm gonna see again. Like if you're in public and I don't fucking know you and you say some shit, I'm gonna be like, hey, like knock that shit off. But if it's somebody who I'm gonna see tomorrow, that shit gets rough. Like you gotta handle that a certain way, kind of like passive aggressively tell them not to say that shit. I don't know. Like I don't like going along with it. I do have a, a an interesting question, just because you happen to be a black dude. Can you answer me a question? Yeah, sure. So the other day I heard this guy and he was talking shit about this cat who I believe is like maybe he's he might actually be Iranian. You know, like, so he's Middle Eastern, I guess. I don't know exactly what part, but that's the deal. And uh, he referred to him as a sand ninja, right? He didn't say mm-hmm. ninja, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> has anybody ever called, uh, like, an Arabic dude that word in front of you? Like, how would that make you feel if, like, somebody just dropped that? Like, he's not talking about you, but he's still using I've, the word. I've like, heard it. I've heard it before. Yeah. How does that one? How does it. that one go? Like, I understand you're a comic, and I don't know if we even got into that a lot in the beginning, but like, that one really made me think one day because the dude said it, and I go, "Hey, does he know you call him that?" He goes, "Yeah, I call him that to his face," and I'm like, "All right," and uh, I just thought about it, and I go, "Now I wonder if anybody else would have been out here if he'd have said that. You know, if it would have went over as smooth as as it did." It's one of those things where it's like, if it's my boy, nah, you ain't finna say nothing like that to my boy. Like, flat out. Like, it ain't happening. I didn't know but, this um, guy. Yeah, you know, it just, it was weird. I just always wondered if it was as offensive for somebody to say it in that context in front of a, a, a black person. Because obviously the connotation like, is there. It's weird. I don't know how it would go. I'm gonna tell you what's weird, man. White people humor, okay? White people are mean just in general. Like y'all say mean shit all the time that I'd be just baffled. Like, it's dude, weird. we have fought over that. We would have straight fought over that. <laughs> like I hear couples, I hear couples like, or the male and female. Most of the time, it's the female dissing the dude, and she'll be like, "You shut the fuck up," or something like that. And I'm just like, "Hold up, that's that shit don't fly in our house. Like none of that, none of that flies." Period. Or I wouldn't let, like, if you was, you you know what I'm saying, you my boy, let's say we out, and one of your friends be like, yo, 
you can shut the fuck up. I probably would have checked your friend. Like I would expect you to. Don't don't talk to him like that. Yeah, I would expect you to. That's about respect. (laughs) Right, but I feel you. But some of my white friends, they just be like, "Oh man, we're just playing. That's how we play." And I'm just like, "Yeah, that's not a playing mode to me." Like I just, I you know that I guess that's a culture difference. Yeah. So if I was to hear something like that, like I would say something, but. I still have to be like, all right, that's how they are, or that's how they play, or you know, that's their humor. Some of it's dark, and I guess I don't understand it. Yeah. Just, just because I know I would have flipped out, I'd have lost my shit. Yeah. If somebody would. It's, it's got to be uncomfortable as shit. Like I don't know. I, I get the point that that people say, like you understand what it's like to constantly be, you know, on the fucking defense. And I guess I really don't because, like, I know enough people say that shit to me. I can't imagine how many people get ballsy enough just to just drop crazy shit out their mouth and and don't expect to get punched. And really, you should punch them. But at the end of the day, I mean, I, you want to spend the day in jail? That kind of sucks. You know, words are words. Don't put your hands on me. Get out of my space. You know, it's it's very strange. That's just how I am, and I'm I'm not like everybody else. Some people are better than me, and and they they can control their temper. I just know. No, certain- I wouldn't stand for it. Like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm not excusing it. What I'm saying is it's very strange how, you know, we're in this time now where people just kind of say whatever the fuck they want, and I'm glad that some people get held accountable for it. That's cool. Somebody might pop you in your fucking mouth for saying whatever it is you said. Shit, I, no, it ain't. It ain't this time. No, I think that I think that in this day and age, people are saying less of what they really want because back then they really freaking said whatever the hell they wanted. Like, uh, uh, I think that back then people were a lot more freer with their mouth because they were without a lot of consequence. You know. Or or you would just fight, you know. A lot of people would just have a straight fist fight and then call it a day. Aaron, but did we? Yeah, did we just figure something out here? What's that? Are these people breeding this this racism narrative just by saying that it's happening and then we're saying it's not happening? Is that what's happening right now? I mean, I I I know it's happening. So look, what you just said is a very good point. Look, we used to be able to do whatever. Now I'm not saying it was right or wrong. What I'm saying is, there used to be that valve where you could release it however you want to. And now, because people are being held accountable, they're not doing it. They're repressing that shit, and that's when shit gets weird. That's when you start saying shit under your breath behind people's back. And, and, and you you're right about that. You and know that's what I'm saying? Like it's a lot of shit gets hidden. Yeah, and you end up meeting up with some other person that can't stand Mexican folks, and then you end up with people in a picket line at the border. You know, doing it's just. But I'm glad it's that little Ooh. small group, and not everybody who agrees with them and, and feels as bold to do it. Because when you get people that are like, like just say, you got the one guy that's like, I can't stand black people, right? And he's just openly preaching about it and more people start joining his group or whatnot and they're saying it's okay then that's how you get a mob right you know what i'm saying like i don't want to see mobs those those are the those are the things that scare the shit out of me because they don't talk about how like people used to get snatched out of their homes oh man and strung up you know so it's like i don't want to see mobs anymore yeah you can go in your house and go to your little secret meeting and be as hateful as you want to be as long as 
I don't catch your ass out on the street with no torch burning something. I'm cool. Right. Keep yeah, talk your shit under your breath. Say it in my face and you know we we can we can work or whatnot. So I'm I'm glad cuz yeah, back then it was rough. If somebody would call you some kind of crazy word and loud in front of everybody at work and it wasn't nothing you could do but go back to work. Uh, have you ever heard one that made you laugh? Because my buddies had a couple. You went on Urban Dictionary, you know. And you Man, I've been uh, I've been called a raisinette. A raisinette. That was funny. That was that was fun. I had to laugh about that. That was that was funny. My buddy Papa Wright, he he thinks the word coon is hilarious. Like every time that shit is funny. I didn't I didn't learn about that till Forrest Gump. Right. <laughs> Raccoon trying to get on our back porch. <laughs> Coons come to our porch all the time. Uh, <laughs> Mama chase him off with a broom. <laughs> so fucking funny. I don't know. He saw one. What did he see? There was one on the list. I think it was like Moon Cricket or like Yard Ape. Like there was one that fucking it cracked him up so bad. Like I remember Porch Monkey. This. Porch Monkey. No, that one we hear we've heard before. Yeah, we're in the South. I think we invented that one. <laughs> yeah there's some really fucking crazy ones and uh i don't know like it's just it's a very in it's a trying to interact with people on a day-to-day basis and you really don't know what's going on behind their fucking eyeballs <laughs> is did you hear the episode about polish jokes me me and polish jokes because <laughs> polish people are stupid I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they was laughing at me and shit. All of them was teasing me, like, how do you not know about Polish jokes? And I'm just thinking, like, I grew up around a bunch of black folks. We didn't sit up there just making fun of Polish people. We didn't do that. Right. We just made fun of white people in general. <laughs> so we didn't realize that white people really was making fun of that. other different types of white people. Chris so we like, we don't yeah. hate Jews. We hate white people. <laughs> we ain't got time to differentiate up into little groups. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know it was like that. I uh, swear. See, look. They're like, yeah, we make fun of Polish people all the time. And it's like, okay. I... I'll say this. It was a blessing and a curse because I think that racism and not – racism is a very heavily thrown around word these days. Look. It all comes from kind of the same place. I, I think that the really rude shit is the stuff that happens behind closed doors. Like, obviously, back in the day, some some crazy shit happened in a lot of places. And it, I think it's in a place right now where it's very touchy. It's a very, very easy topic to pop off because everybody's informed now. So I'm just, I, I don't know what the answer is. I really don't. I don't want to see any more people get hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't either. The 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 big thing is, up. like you said, to, man. You said everybody's informed, but like, I mean, they're really not. But the fact that they can get informed, that's the best part. Yeah, I guess that's better to put. You have the option to look into it. I, I had yeah. read some shit not too long ago. I did an episode with my buddy, and uh, we we got down to some some. Interesting things about racism and politics. Ooh, like, for example, we was talking about vaccines, right? Yeah. And uh, I know how vaccines are a touchy subject. And I got kids. I just found that out the other day. (laughs) Say it again? I just found that out the other day. (laughs) 
Yeah, so we was, we was talking about vaccines, and I was like, I don't trust them. Yeah. I'm not saying that I, I didn't get them or I didn't make sure my children didn't get them, but I don't trust them. And it's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, look, the shit they've done for black people with vaccines and stuff like that is messed up. Yeah. And I brought up the Tuskegee experiment. And that's not taught. Nobody really understands that. Not a lot of people know that incident, but the CDC was giving syphilis to black people. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a messed up. It's government shit. Just a fucking experiment. So, that's why you would be worried to go get a shot because for, all, what, 40, 60, 80 years? It's, it's one of those. It was a nice round number that mm-hmm. you see it and you go, really? They were just giving. Now, here's the thing, and I'm not trying to justify you know, and we made this point in uh, in that episode I did. It was a lot of poor people. There were some white folks that probably got some shit too, but it was a lot of black folks, like way, way more. Like you can't you can't even really bring it up because it was that much of a difference. They were just infecting people with syphilis to see what happened. And it's really a shitty fucking feeling to sit here and know that there wasn't a picket line for that. You know, there wasn't a standoff. Mm-hmm. There wasn't people flipping cars going, hey, how about you don't give people, you know, this disease and then not give them a cure? What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, really? <laughs> You're just, we'll see what happens. Fuck it. I know. But it was one of those man. things where I was able to show my friends, like, yo, this is an event. They were able to look at it. You know, we were able to move on and just, yeah. you know, just learn something from it. And I think that's what's helping all of us make better decisions, be more rational people, and actually get along in this day and age. Like, the only people who really aren't getting along don't have many friends. Like, that is true. So, they live online, and they just sit there and talk shit to people all day. The internet is filled yeah. with hate. I try to stay away from that as much as I can. But I really think that it's not as crazy as people say it is. I don't think that we're fitting to have a civil war. But I think that if we don't, all kind of make sure that we're on the same page somewhere along the line you know the shit could get a little wonky so i'm glad that we got to have the conversation because <laughs> yeah crazy. always it's it's very crazy uh the way it could go we're right on like a tipping point and uh, i wanted i wanted to ask you a question yeah where where does po boy's podcast name come from okay um I really, really like uh, like Louisiana Cajun culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just happen to live in Arkansas. And by the way, uh, there's not a lot of differences between Arkansas and Louisiana. It's kind of like North Louisiana. We get more really. Tor- we get more tornadoes, and we don't have as many alligators. But I'm sure it's it's very similar uh, in in general. But uh, I really like uh, Cajun culture and Cajun music. I like the accent. C'est la vent, mon vent. Like, I love that shit. <laughs> and, that uh, Creole and Haitian and abs- French. And- absolutely. And also, uh, I, I grew up very poor. <laughs> and so it was kind of one of those things. I wanted to do something. It's supposed to be the Po' Boys podcast. It's kind of like a double entendre, a double meaning thing. And I just happened to go with that because there wasn't anybody else using it, too. So <laughs> that's I went with that. Yeah, I was saying, like, because we was talking about the Po' Boys, and I was like, that's a Louisiana thing, but yeah. I think he's in Arkansas. <laughs> but I was like, I got to figure out how, he, you know, what was the deal behind that. I'm a cook, so I made a lot of Po' Boys in my life. Like, I know what 
It's a good. I make a lot of food. I've been to uh, New Orleans like three, three or four times now, and I've had a pretty good time each time. And I've been to Baton Rouge. I've been to. Have you met Blunt Mommy? No, 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 no. I went to Baton Rouge a few years ago uh, when my wife got the. It was uh, the month after. I guess my wife got pregnant. It was right when she took a test because you know her shit showed up late <laughs> and we were fitting to go on vacation for my birthday and she was like i think i'm pregnant <laughs> i was like all right so yeah cool. she she had just got pregnant dude she was at that point where like she couldn't smell foods and it was making her sick and stuff and we went yeah. to, we went to new orleans for a week so i ate for two <laughs> and I can't imagine what she went through that week, bud, because I was eating fucking oysters and crabs and all kinds of shit that I could only imagine to her nose would have been torture. Shit, smoke that weed, man. That that was that's good for your um born in sickness and stuff like that. Right? Well, you know, they say about all being pregnant and smoking weed, yeah, you gotta be They said they're cool. The first trimester is alright. Look, I'll tell you this much. I know a lot of people that have have used now I'm not saying that they would just come home and blaze all day because obviously you know it is what it is but if you need the little hit to get yourself by uh, I know a lot of people that have utilized that and their babies turned out perfectly fine yeah actually they're pretty goddamn smart uh, if I'm being honest <laughs> the ones that I know and it's it's only like five or six I, I know a lot of people like that too wink wink but I'm just uh just saying yeah that first trimester you know it's the the roughest for a woman like just getting out of the bed or trying to get some breakfast or something like that and uh i say blaze up now i understand one of us are actually doctors but we will yes we are not our individual (laughs) opinions we we will recommend uh have yourself some some pot (laughs) oh shit yeah get an edible or something man so get an edible Back to uh, our little discussion about the the Machine Gun Kelly stuff. I I would like to close with, I think that it might be a ploy. It might not be. Whatever. It's going to make a lot of attention. It's going to make a lot of money. I'm going to look into Machine Gun Kelly now. You know, I want to know about him. Um, And so I guess that, that worked. And maybe this is Eminem's way of giving somebody the rub, but he's doing it the only way he knows how, <laughs> and to do it a heel turn, as they would say in the, the wrestling business. He's giving him the big brother treatment to put a strap on him later. I don't know. We'll see in about five, six years. Isn't that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it could be... will be friends. Yeah, it'll be fine. And I'm curious. Now, I will say this, and all this going back and forth. Dude, I've been digging so deep into this, Aaron, for the last week about, oh, this song was produced six months ago, and all this, all the stuff that he talked about in that interview. And uh, I did hear something today that made me kind of laugh. Now, I don't know how far back you go with listening to rap music. I only started around, like, 2000, I'll be honest. So... There was one. Oh, yeah, I'm way behind that. Look, there was one that I remember. Now, I know some of the songs, but I'm saying I didn't really get into it until I could start burning CDs and downloading music and stuff. Anyway, uh huh. I'm listening to the Rap Devil song today, and I hear something, right? 
Like I'm just I'm listening to it, and you ever hear a song, and then you think like it's from another song, like the beat. It kind of reminds you of something else, and you're like, wait a minute. So mm-hmm. okay, all the time. <laughs> so everybody, not everybody, a lot of people said they like this song because of the beat, right? Now that's cool. It's just funny that this has happens in my ears I hear an older song and I don't know if maybe you heard it too did you hear anything else in there I'm going to play it real uh, quick just to, to get the point I want just <laughs> just the beat you know I'm really I'm pretty good at because I listen I grew up listening to a lot of old school soul okay. that was the first music that was introduced to me so all that old R&B and 90s smooth jams and stuff like that a lot of jazz was drilled into me first before hip hop so when I started listening to hip hop, I was able to pick out beats like, oh, you know, that's Bill Withers or that's so and so or so I, I couldn't catch him, but the violins did sound familiar. Okay. So the three piece beat. I'm gonna play the actual song, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Here we go. This is the MGK uh with the uh the rap devil song. Okay, so here's Rap Devil. Now disregard the the guitar lick. I'm going just straight for the the beat. Mm-hmm. Hey, somebody grab some clippers. This fucking beard is weird. Dude, tough talk from a rapper paying millions for security a year. Dude, I think my dad's gone crazy. Dude, yeah, Haley, you right. Dude, dad's always mad, cooped up in the. Okay, that beat. Do 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 now. So this is without the you know the words. Just to see how this goes. Okay. Right? Right. Oh, I can see that. But it's a simple. It's just a simple four-four. The progression's very similar. Yeah, but that that's that's a simple um, boom boom clap. You know, but yeah, I, I can see where the similarities are there. But what you do with that beat is what really makes it where it's at. This was my favorite. They took, Look, this was they my... took that beat and said, "Yup, in my white tee." Right. This is my favorite part. So I kept hearing this fucking song today. And I kept hearing it in my white tee. And so all day long, Aaron, I've been driving around going, in my white tee, yup, in my white tee, in my white tee, yup, in my white tee, yup, in my white tea. Right? Yeah, it's I get stuck I in my see, fucking Yeah, but it's, a, it's a simple tick, tick, boom. I slang in my white tee, I bang in my white tee, all in the club, in the club spitting game, game in my white tee. Surfings in my white tee. Fuck a throwback, I look clean, right? Clean in they my white tee. All white shirt, real clean, fresh jeans, and an all white shirt. We all get money and we all smoke burnt. Hit the dirt one squirt and leave all y'all burnt, cause I'm fresh. Oh man, yeah, you did. You called that one. I haven't heard that in a minute. It's weird. And I got that. But it's that a, match my pants it's a, in my white It's that teeth. simple 4-4, four, four, though. I guess that's what it is. I, maybe I've just got an ear for doing that. But it kind of bugged me out. When I heard it, I go, ah. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey, have you ever listened to Girl Talk? What's that? Oh, you should look up Girl Talk. It's, it's, 
I can't even really explain it. It's a DJ, and he calls himself Girl Talk. And the limit that you can sample a song is like seven seconds. So he just samples every song you can think of and puts it together. Dude will put Young Bloods with Bruce Springsteen or something like that. Dude, you got to check him out. It's called Girl Talk. Oh, I used to love that shit. I love double DJ tracks. Like, I don't know why everybody hated on it so much, but that fucking uh, Jay-Z Linkin Park album, I enjoyed the shit out of that. You, you know, like, I wasn't a big fan of it, but I can see how much it <laughs> meant to some people. I mean, at the time, like, I used to love... Okay, so you made the point of how it used to be kind of an underground sport or uh, artistry, whatever. Uh, I remember those nights, like Friday nights, you're driving home and you're listening to Power 92 or whatever it is. And it's, it's the roll call, you know, and they're fucking freestyling, having a good time. They play, you know, whatever the new shit is. And that was, yes, that was yes. a great time. Seven, eight o'clock, people are calling it. Yeah, what up, Swiss? You on the one, two, baby girl. And fucking people will be like, I want to hear that new song. You know, it's it was a wonderful time. We got this song going out to Raquisha. Raquisha out there on the west side. Power 92 Jams, the people station with the big stick. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude. I wish we, we could have that. It's just, it seems like it's gotten really divided lately. And uh, I hope we can get back to having fun with it, man. So there's hope, though, I bet. Yeah, there's tons of hope. We can get back to it. It's just, you know, people got to be dedicated. They got to want it. And that's the only way you're going to get back to it. People got to want it. So it's always going to be a sport of the people. And obviously people wanted a diss. So, you know, they got something good. They got to see some good hip-hop entertainment. I still like that Pusha T and Drake beef. That's my favorite right now. Like... (laughs) Dude, I wonder if that came into play. You know, I'm saying this is all like an inside job. I wonder if they were like, we've been trying to make albums that have good shit on it and nobody's buying them or they're talking shit about it. So maybe... Man, we found out Drake had a kid. That was crazy. <laughs> Pusha T knows he was wrong for that. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He was no, he so wasn't. Ain't, everything you know, is everything on the, the table, man. Drake's fucking illegitimate child. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't be... I, I listened to his interview oh, on the Breakfast Club. he put his Club. fucking business out. He said, hey, by the way, this dude you love so much is a deadbeat dad. Yeah, don't Ooh. don't sit there. Don't sit there and try to... If you're going... All right, when you're making a diss song, demoralization of character is going to occur. So it, you're going to shoot at my character, I'm going to shoot at yours. And you a deadbeat father, like your dad. Like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that, that is horrible. That is the that's the shit. Look, I heard that shit, and when he said that, I said, "Oh no!" It's he like, said, like your father. <laughs> listen, he, he, Drake has a child. He didn't even rap it. He just stops. He said, "No, really." <laughs> he said, it "Was um, I don't oh, know, there's a there's God. a comedian I follow." Um, online, his name is Kev on stage, right? Oh, I've heard of him. I haven't got to look him up though. My buddy told me about him. Oh man, Kev is hilarious. He, they, they got this their own media um, site, but but super funny. But he was saying like Drake was like, "Yo, you sold drugs. You're a drug dealer." <laughs> Pusha T is like, "You're a bad father, just like your dad." He's like, "Your friend is dying." <laughs> <laughs> He said, your girlfriend's a porn star. Like, 
He was just going at her, man. That's now crazy. Drake's now Drake's under fire for dating some eighteen year old. Look, don't throw stones. That's that's an important lesson to learn in life. You live in a glass yeah. house, you keep your fucking mouth shut. Right. Throwing all kinds of stones. Oh shit. Man, you were talking about uh like, you know, how it used to be out of the trunk fucking rap music. Can I tell you this song? I, I play it for a lot of my friends. I think I've played it once before, but it's just this is one of my favorite songs that I found over the last few years, and it's the chorus. It makes me laugh every fucking time, just because I think that rap songs about fucking are pretty funny. And uh, this is, I think, like a Houston rapper dude, if I'm not mistaken. He's somewhere from around there. His name's Wide Frame. You heard of him? No, I have not. This song is fitting to blow your mind. Are you ready? I'm ready. Right? Is a public service Song's called Magnum, right? She already know what to do when I pull out the Magnum. He's pulling out the Magnum, alright? So it's, it's no secret. He's finna handle some business. But uh, this this chorus, it cracks me up, man. This is Dave Chappelle had a joke that kind of reminded me of this, and it made me laugh out loud in one of those recent stand-up specials. So I present to you Magnum by Wideframe. Like Michael Jackson, boy. She grabbed her ankles, then I beat it, 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 that Wide Frame got a deal for uh, maybe like Durex condoms or something for this song, like internet advertising. I think he has like a commercial where they play this song. That's what's up, right? But just yeah, get song, some out of it. Just a song about beating somebody out the frame. Listen, Aaron, I fucked some chicks in my day. I'm not saying it's a huge list, but it's more than ten. You know, uh. I've not done a lot of beating. <laughs> I've laid down, I've laid some shit down, but I haven't done a lot of beating. And just the fact that he's just like, yeah, she grabbed ankles, then I beat her, beat her, beat her, beat her. It's like Jesus Christ, give her a break. Let her take a breath. I know it's funny. That's that trunk rap. That's the shit you gotta buy from somebody in a parking lot. <laughs> right. I miss yeah, it. Yeah, I used, I used to jam all that shit. You know, all that southern rap, man. I used to love Stat Quo. Stat Quo was my dude. I wonder where he's at. I wonder what Juvenile's up to. Can't That's a good question. Juvenile, good. man, I used to listen to Juvenile all the time. Did you listen to, uh, I guess it was a Young Money record that happened not too long ago. It had, uh... You can have an old lady, but them hoes, they for everybody. <laughs> I think that, uh, 
who is it? Little Troy, want to be a baller is kind of like a staple down here. It's got to be on everybody's playlist if you listen to any kind of rap music it's definitely 20 inch blades on the impala right all of getting laid tonight sushi roll tight got a crazy pop. yeah that's ah, wait. classic I heard that fucking song classic shit you know what i didn't find out until about a year ago that uh regulators is actually uh from a michael mcdonald song that that kind of freaked me out the first time I heard it, and really? uh, yeah, like I I guess I don't listen to a lot of Michael McDonald. My wife's not a fan, and I just a few years ago I happened to hear that. Wait wait wait! He made didn't he make that song? What a fool believes. Michael McDonald. Yeah. I don't know a lot of Michael McDonald. The wise man has the power. Oh, it's so good. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Ain't that the song? Uh, it sounds like Michael McDonald. It has what to. a fool believes. <laughs> yeah, I think he was on the Bee Gees, right? Am I right? He was with somebody. He was with a... Uh, 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 no. Oh, shit. Hang on. Well, I got me... The Doobie Brothers. The Doobie Brothers. That's what it was. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, I say, I get that song stuck in people's head at work. <laughs> It's just, it's weird, because I really like Regulators. That's like one of those songs that came up when I was getting into it, right? And so I love that. Dun, 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 right? And then yeah, the, first classic. Time, the first time you hear, I keep forgetting. And it's, I keep forgetting. I love anymore. It's so <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I listen to a lot of smooth jazz, and that's always on the smooth jazz radio. Oh, like, man. the original I don't know. It's it's like the only Michael McDonald song that I actually like, I think. But I love when you find those things. Like, I'm still doing that, and that's how I know that, you know, me and music are going to be together for a long time. So. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you who to look up. If you like stuff like that, okay, listen to Hall of Notes. Right. I got some Hall of Notes. Yeah, a lot of their music was, was um, I Can't Go For That. That beat has been sampled so many times. So many times. It's very popular. Um, Bill Withers. Well, you know, not everybody knows that he wrote "Lean on Me." Like they, they, they don't really even know that. But he, he got hands. a song called "Grandma's Hands." Grandma's right? Grandma's hands. Clap That's the, church on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. They said, Grandma's "Billy, hands. don't you run so fast?" <laughs> I love Bill Withers. So yeah. might fall on a piece of glass. That one happened uh, a little while ago. So it's but, cool. That was no diggity. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And Coolio and fucking Stevie Wonder. I just heard that one recently at a Stevie Wonder Yes. It's, it's weird, man. So Well, I guess... that, that's hip-hop. Hip-hop was nothing but sampling. <laughs> they were taking, you know, DJ Cool Herc was taking them old records and mixing them, and then people was coming and rapping on them. That was, that was the birth of hip-hop. Like, it came from sampling. So... You know, it's only right that you go back to your roots. I guess it's that's a good why fucking I, point. I've never really thought about it like that, Aaron. You really it, just kind of cleared my brain a little on that. It came from sampling. There was no, you cannot have hip hop without samples. Yeah. Because that's what they would do. They would take old records and spin them and scratch them. And then somebody would just go right up there and start rapping on it. And remember, because when hip hop first started, the DJ was more important than the rapper. Absolutely. <laughs> so. What he did with that old record that his mama had was what made everything. And his equipment better be ready. He better be able to rock an entire party. 
the rapper would do his little shit and praise the DJ and then walk out. That's all he did. You just spit for you a little bit. Now we really start. Pr- now once I think Nas, if you really want to talk about who ruined hip hop, Nas really ruined hip hop. And it's it's funny because nobody really knows this story, right? So he was supposed to have one producer for Illmatic, but due to things just not coming together, he had multiple producers on Illmatic. It was like the first rap album with that many producers, you know, just different producers. So it it had different vibes all over the CD. Right. So did it do different tracks or like what people got final say? So like what kind of product, you know? Yeah, he had Salam Remy do a track. He had DJ Premier do a track. But back then it was like you had one DJ and he did all your shit. He produced all your music and you just rapped. But now you had Nas doing all these different producers and stuff like that, and the game completely changed from then. Everybody had, like Gangstar, for example, all his beats were DJ Premier. You know, I don't know if you remember that. Like, Marley Maul made a lot of beats for um, BDB back, you know. So So, it was. It was um, more the source of, like, actually getting the beats was tighter. And then once Nas got in there and mixed it up then everybody kind of did like what's happening now with SoundCloud and and whatever else like it's not that hard just get in there and fucking do it you know but back it, in the day it nobody was wanted hard to. back then though <laughs> that's, that's what i'm saying it back in the day hard. nobody wanted to but now it's easy so uh i guess with this i'm i'm just saying like with the success of Illmatic right they was like oh shit like this can be done. listening to this album is crazy because all these different there's so many different sounds, and it was a rap from there. When the money came along, and the publishing, you know, he was smart about his publishing. He also signed like his daughter's name. He signed his daughter's name on some of those raps, so she gets royalties. Oh, that's pretty. Good. Um, the rest of her life. Look at that, thinking ahead. Mm-hmm. I already know he was gonna get fucked out of something, huh? <laughs> yeah, putting your people together, putting that's, your children on. That's a good. That's a good dad. Fucking high five. That's a great dad. Yeah, I want to be like that. That's those, those are the things I look for, you know, in in people who have substance. I'm all about the substance. Like you can give me a good hot track, and that's fine. But what did I get out of that? What did I walk away with? Do I got any replay value for it? That's why Rap Devil is better than Kill Shot. Now I'm, I put it out there over and over. Did he win this battle? Eh, I don't know. I got to listen to this binge all the way to tell you. His new album, Binge, MGK. I'll tell you who really won the battle. But so far, Eminem's lost cool points. I'll have to listen to his album. That's what I think I'll do. Now, I'm, I'll just probably listen to it on YouTube or something because... I don't get to listen to a lot of music these days, but I think it'll give me a fair point. Maybe I'll go back and check him out. I got, I listened to the interview on the breakfast club. I got respect for machine gun Kelly. I don't know him. I never met him in my life. I don't know his story. I understand that where he grew up was not an easy place to grow up. And I've had a a pretty rough time myself. Uh, So I can respect somebody who's stayed alive as long as he has. Good job. Uh, you must have at least half as decent brain in your head, and I don't think that you would just pick a fight with Eminem unless you had a plan. 
So I don't know. Maybe the album drop was part of his plan. I don't fucking know. I'm just saying I really think that this is two very calculated people who also happen to work for the same crew. And I don't know. You remember uh, Kanye West and 50 Cent back in uh, what? That was awesome. The uh, Loser Leaves Town match, basically. Yeah, that was that was uh, Graduation. He <laughs> dropped Graduation and 50 Cent dropped. I don't even know what album 50 Cent dropped that time. but wait a minute, wait a It was the one that had I Get Money on it, wasn't it? It did have I Get Money on it. I run New York. Yeah, it wasn't even a contest. Kanye West fucking killed him. <laughs> yeah, he had that Good Life song on there. That, and then he had that song with Adam Levine. Oh, man. It was so sad. And then 50 Cent didn't even leave. He was just like, nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going anywhere. 50 told me, go ahead and switch the style up. And if they hate, then let them hate and watch the money pile up. And then he took his own line. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was good. You know, there's good shit a, right there. There's somebody else who's who's got a little something to do with the death of hip hop, and uh, I'm talking to one of my first introductions to modern hip hop. I'm talking to you, Nelly. Listen to me. You've been adventurous over the years, and uh, I don't know if you plan on coming back anytime soon. I appreciate your your music, and uh, that country grammar was amazing. Listen. That album was fantastic. And if you And that listened, St. Lunatics album was good too. Dude. Let me in now. Can't go. Right. That was good. I didn't know that song was about drive bys. Like I didn't know. And Ali and Murphy Lee came out of there. We got Murphy Lee for a little while. We did get Murphy Lee. I forgot about Murphy Lee. Dude. Nelly definitely did some good things. But he also did some really silly things that I don't I, I hate listening to him. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm like, fucking, why did you do this? <laughs> he did the country crossover. i never seen that done before. The country crossover. He did the the first one on Sweatsuit with Tim McGraw. That was... Yeah, that, was that, I, that, was, that blew dude. my mind. What did you think about All In My Head? That, huh? Look, I couldn't stand it, but I remember being in middle school and the uh, girls going crazy for it. It's a slow dance song. It's a roller skate. Losing they shit about it. It's a roller skate song, you know what I'm saying? Because it's all in my head. It's, it was a little weird. That was the time where Shanti and Ja Rule was out. <laughs> well, would I be without you? Yeah, right. You're my baby. And Shaggy. Shaggy was in there with... Uh, Shaggy was fun. Who was with in Angel? Was that just Shaggy? Uh, Remember Angel? Gary? That was Shaggy. That was Shaggy. And, the, you know, that's when Sean Paul was doing it, too. Uh, when we was in middle school, we used to get to watch, like, BET in the morning. So we used to listen to all the videos and shit in the morning, like, right before class. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I remember all that. Like, Sean Paul was getting it with Give Me a Light. And, um... Sean Paul was yeah, he was crushing it. Like it was a be- it was a beautiful time of music, but it was it was heavily commercialized, and um, oh, it, I think we was bad. cool with it. We was we was cool because we was young, so we didn't really understand. But like like now I'm older, we we get, there's more options available for people. There's no excuse if you want some real conscious music. There's somebody for you, and it's available on your TuneIn app or Spotify or. Wherever else you want to listen to your music. Basically, don't give up. Get out there and try some shit. Try Amigos song. Just to know that you don't like it. 
You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you gotta you gotta at least I give never, it a shot. I never admit to to being close minded. I always try some stuff out. Uh, I really don't like real like legitimate mumble rap. You can't tell me that's not a thing because I've heard plenty of it. Okay, I need to hear words, and that's fine because I'm I'm a word guy. So if you don't actually make words, it's hard to do. But anything else, as long as you enunciate uh, your consonants and your vowels. I'll check it out once, and I'll let you know what I think, honestly. You know, on the topic of mumble rap, like, I have to be, I got to be a little bit, like, more open-minded, because when I first started listening to some of the South rap, yeah, like, when I first started hearing it, I couldn't understand most of that shit at all. And then I moved to Atlanta, let's say, like, um, some of that Trillville, some of that, uh... Little Scrappy. Yeah, a little scrappy. Some of that. Um, who's the mother? The franchise boys, or like a lot. Yeah, some of it I couldn't understand what they were saying just due to that heavy southern accent. But once I moved to the south, I was able to understand it very clearly. Like, um, I guess that is a good point. Since I live in it, I don't really notice. That's my shit. I love it. I that draw, dude. I listened to uh, uh, Still Tipping today. Right. Oh man, don't get look. Oh no, you opened up the Swisher House door. Stay dressed to impress, right? I love that shit. I love Swisher House. It went away. I don't know. I think that fucking go to church song kind of sent a message to him. That was that was a shot. That was a little beef, I guess. The old man. You got you got to understand that, like all that Swisher House, Paul Wall, Chameleon Air, and stuff like that. That stuff hit Cleveland so hard. We showed. We show so much love to Paul Wall and Chameleon in Cleveland. Like he he came up here one day on his on his birthday, one year on his birthday, and did a whole mixtape for us, for the city of Cleveland. It's it's a whole color changing click mixtape. Uh, it's very rare. It's very rare, but it's awesome. Like he did it just for the city of Cleveland. Like gave us shout outs, shout out blocks, um, shouted out some of our people out here. Like so, we got a lot of love for Commander. We have a, Cleveland has a lot of love for Texas music. Like we's big on it. Rap a lot. Swish a house. DSR. D four L. Yeah, of course UGK. Yeah. I'm sorry, I even didn't even say UGK. <laughs> Man, Pimp C and Bun B. Like, I'm a huge Pimp C fan. Like I, I was. I think they killed Pimp. I don't think he died off no drugs. I think he got killed. That made me sad. How are you going to go to prison and be there for a while and then die when you get out? That's, uh, that's I think because remember when he got out, he was he was exposing people. There there was a little bit of controversy, huh? I don't Next know. thing you know, he was dead. You think it would have went that deep, man? Pimp, Pimp C, they was trying to kill Pimp his whole rap career. His entire rap career, people have been trying to kill him. Pimp I didn't care. Pimp would say what is. Pimp was like Pac. He was another artist like Pop. See, you got these fabricated industry rappers, and you got actual real people who don't give a damn about you, your career. They don't care about their career. They're going to say what they want to say when they want to say it, and that's how it should be. And that scares the industry because you, if you expose their artists, you just lost their money. Therefore... I think they silence you, but last thing I know, Pimp was up there talking about some of these artists. He said Russell Simmons was gay, 
And I ain't seen her. Next you know, he was dead. Yeah, he was he was saying Russell Simmons was gay down there in Atlanta messing with them fun boys. And uh he was saying uh uh some of these other artists dang who you think they is and next thing you know, dead. There's a lot of money floating around out there. Yeah, he a OG. Mm. He a OG. That's you got you gotta get rid of people. I think that's why Pac. I think that's why they got rid of Pac. How about Eminem throwing that into his fucking diss track? You think Diddy that, appreciates that? I, I think he need to chill out before he next. <laughs> I don't know, man. You ever seen King Kong fight Godzilla? Yeah, but all they're going to do is say Eminem died of an overdose or something. <laughs> or a heart attack due to some pills. And then they'll blame Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> exactly, yeah. They, they can like, do that. They I can do that and you never ass. know the narrative. Wouldn't that be... Listen, it look... We call this right now. I don't know. It means that we must have been touched this evening was supposed to happen. If for some reason Eminem ends up dead anytime soon for a heart attack. Wank, wank. <laughs> that was because of that Puffy line. Oh, That's what shit. it was. I hope you know not. you should have kept your mouth shut. You know Puffy. Hey, speaking of, look, you just brought up one of my notes here. Did you see that Suge Knight might be going to prison for like 38 years? For that hit and run? For running that fucking guy over with his truck. Yeah, they've been trying to lock him up for a long time. Dude, that's, uh, I mean, did he actually kill some guy? I think he actually killed yeah, one guy and almost killed, killed guy. another guy, right? It's like almost one and a half peoples. Yeah, you know, it's Suge Knight. Dude, I mean, you shouldn't run people over with your fucking car. No, you shouldn't do that. And maybe he won't be in there for the whole time. He might, how old is Suge Knight? He's probably in his... 40s, almost 50 right now, huh? He gotta be. He gotta be in He'd his be 50s. Mid 50s, probably even. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Like that's pretty nuts. I don't know what to say about it. I mean, I think he's done some crazy shit, and I think he's been a bit of a bully in his day. And I mean, maybe it helped build an empire, but it I, did. I, shit, I, you, you know, had to be somebody like that in order to control shit, Snoop and Pac like done. that. Smack motherfuckers around. Right. Don't you be playing with my money. <laughs> then he then he uh throw he almost threatened to throw uh vanilla ice over the balcony. Allegedly. People said he actually had him by the ankles over a balcony and then he uh vanilla ice claims like, no, nah, we just had a conversation. Nobody knows what happened. All they know is he walked out with like eighty <laughs> percent. I know. I'd I'd have been like, look, you can have it. Yeah, I ain't got time for this shit. I'm not. I can't fly. God damn it. <laughs> so, exactly. Dude. I'm gonna go splat. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm good. Put me down, Suge. Fuck. Give me a hug. I, yeah, I'll sign the papers. Want me to rub your fucking feet while I'm at it? Let me light your cigar, bro. Just put me down, man. Please. <laughs> I am too fat to fly. Yeah, how did it come to this? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. shit. Well, look. I know you got shit to do tomorrow. Listen, I saw you uh, jumping in the air and karate kicking shit. <laughs> I would like to say this. I know you said earlier that uh, what you're around five. Did you say five seven? Yeah, five six. Five six. You were at least four feet off the ground when you did it. Like I was feet. about six feet off the ground. You got up in that fucking air, and that was impressive. And I think I said that you look like Anthony fucking Pettis. Running up and and drop kicking a, it was a ball you know but CGI that shit make it something even bigger make it a you know what I'm saying like you need to make it a head do something kick somebody's head off you know what I'm saying 
It'd be great. You know, it's like I, I'm I'm blessed to be around these martial artists and stuff like that, and they really they really love to teach. And I'm just I'm truly just soaking in the moment. Um, I just keep trying to help them out. They help me out. It's just a beautiful thing. I'm glad I'm surrounded by people like that. But I'm able to do cool stuff like that at 31. Yeah. Like I'm still active and I'm I'm proud of myself about that. Cause I used to be a jock. I used used to be a football track jock. And uh, this is a little different, but it's fun to be in sports still. You know. I gotta uh, I gotta start stretching more. I figured it out. You, I gotta start stretching more. Yeah, I'm I'm getting just aches and pains and I already got shit going on in different parts like joints and stuff and it's just like I gotta do something my, my boy's gonna be three you know you should take glucosamine and chondroitin yeah is that some yeah some I was just talking to somebody about this today some Dr. A. It's, a. Ron I was thinking about taking some some Swiss Chris too maybe to lose 15-20 pounds it'd be good <laughs> hey you know whatever works but I just know like if your joints Cause I take glucosamine and chondroitin, and it's it's like WD forty for your joints, if that makes sense. It helps oil them. Like fish oil will help too, but you need them lubricated so that they can work well. It's not a bad point. See, I think my problem is, Aaron, is I've been working pretty much manual labor. You know, most most my me life, too. Right. So it's like. I do a fair amount of labor in a day. I, I move tires around. They're heavy. You know? Yeah, they're heavy as fuck. Uh, and I drive, which is kind of a... It's not as rough on the body, but I do it for a long time. And it's kind of rough on the senses. And I drive enough to know that you know there's a lot of shitty drivers out there right now. And it, it does get very challenging. So, I don't know. I feel like that's... In my brain, it's filling up my uh, physical movement for the day meter so the idea of doing anything extra is like nah because I'm tired but I really got to start doing something because it's getting a little soggy I'm getting a little bit of I work I work an eight hour job in the morning I'll get up at like six in the morning get ready and work from like eight to four and I get off I come home shower and go do like work at martial arts so after I get done working a regular old eight-hour shift, I got to go kick stuff and fight people and spar and run and do all that stuff. So it has helped my body have more endurance, but I definitely have to make sure I keep my supplements and stuff like that so, you know, I'm running at optimal levels. But I know the fella. When you use brain power, driving definitely takes brain power. Like, people don't realize that, but... Whew, I used to have to drive 30 minutes. So I used to do all that shit in the morning, like work, and then do the martial arts, and then drive 30, 40 minutes back home. And, yeah, that shit used to suck. Man, I've been driving for, I guess, almost 10, no, uh, eight. Yeah, almost eight years now, all together. And uh, I don't know, man. Like, I've seen a lot of crazy shit, <laughs> you know. I've seen accidents and near misses and some pretty fucked up, you know, situations that you roll up on, and it's just like, damn. It's, I don't know, it takes a toll on you. I'm going to be happy when I figure out what I'm doing next. I got to work on that, too. Just keep working on this. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's... The Poe Boys podcast going to blow up, man. 
You're going to get so many Patreons. Yeah. You ain't gonna know what to do with the money. I don't. I don't have Patreon. I haven't gotten up the balls for that one yet. I got well, it's merch. coming soon. Look, we have merch.com. You can go buy a T-shirt. And right now, all of the proceeds go to help out our friend Doug because his fucking house uh, got flooded in the Hurricane Florence. So I'm sorry, Doug. I'll try to help out. No, it's it's great. Um, you know, we've we've actually raised. I say we. Uh, I need to do get on it tonight. We uh, have been trying to share it, and we've got two thousand twenty one hundred dollars out of ten thousand, which is the goal. So, and that's in a week. You know, that's amazing. That's not terrible. So we're gonna keep at it, I guess, and try to help him out. I mean, I know it says that he lost everything. His house is still there. It's just like he said today. You know, they went in there and maybe he has a 10 foot ceiling. They got eight feet of water. (laughs) So he was like, man, it's just, it stinks in here. Eight feet of water? Eight feet of water in his house. And uh, now he went out, you know, so they went in there and all, some of their shit was still in there. Some of it wasn't. And it's just, they're going to move. They're going to, you know, go somewhere else. There's like a house that's on stilts (laughs) just to make sure that shit doesn't happen again. And, uh, yeah, man, I can't imagine. That would really fucking suck. He said that apparently the ocean water mixes with, like, lake or freshwater stuff and sewer runoffs. And it's it's really not cool <laughs> when your house is under eight <laughs> feet of just a concoction of, of funky fucking water. Water's not good anyway. That's how you get mold in your fucking house. Yeah. To start with. And that, yeah. Lots of poison and stuff like that. Dude, you could get octopuses in your fucking house. You imagine, like, you go back, like, a year later, and you're, like, replacing a piece of drywall or something, and you pop that shit open, and a goddamn, like, baby shark, do-do-do-do-do, falls out the fucking wall. Man, that shit has scared the hell out of me. <laughs> like, my heart already... Look, octopuses scare me. I don't know what it is. That's one of the animals that terrify the shit out of me. They do say like they're plotting something, right? Because they can just like grab you and just like, it's like one tentacle could fuck your whole life up. It's it's pretty nuts. We watch, uh, you know, they got sh- eight of them bitches. Dude. <laughs> can you imagine? I I've, I don't fancy myself a comedian by any means, Aaron, but I like to write down funny things that I think. And I would just one day it hit me like, man, if you could train an octopus to do jujitsu. You have a really dangerous fucking animal. On your oh, it's over with. You getting your ass whooped every time. <laughs> oh, I wanted to talk about that. Your last episode, you had the comedian on, and um, you know I do stand up comedy. And one thing I want to do, I want to say is like, comedy will never, ever, ever die. I know. Maybe we were being poetic. <laughs> ever, ever, ever. The, my favorite part is that, like, even if they do censor everything and they try to, like, really stop it, it's going to go underground and it's going to get real dirty and it's going to be real awesome. Like, people are going to spend more money for it. So, like, it's just never, ever going to die. As long as people can chase a dirty laugh, they're going to they're gonna chase They're going to look for it. And some of those comedians, like, it's not that they're getting in trouble for what they say. It's about who they're representing or who what contract they're under and they're going out and saying stuff. And that's what's getting them in trouble. And not to mention, like, you don't want to offend your your income, if that makes sense. That's the big thing. 
Like, Daniel Tosh is still up there making jokes about kids dying of cancer and shit like that. And that's funny because that's his audience. He's not on Disney. He's not on the Disney Channel. You know what I'm saying? He's not representing anybody else but Daniel Tosh. Therefore, he can still make those jokes. So it's more about, like, like who, like Ralphie Mae's retarded jokes when he's making jokes about, you know, his friend being retarded. I don't know if you listen to that one. Yeah, I'm a big Ralphie Mae fan. When he was the tarred happy, uh-huh. you remember that joke? Chocolate like, yeah, yeah, that's that's that. his audience. I I think they love it. They understand it. He ain't gonna lose nobody. I think it sucks because some of the things that I heard growing up that turned me on to like to like raunchy dude. I like terrible comedy. I like the worst stuff. Uh, there's one guy in particular, and I brought him up again, Roddy Carrington. You know, he did music and songs. And mm-hmm. it's funny to think now that there's songs that he can't play. Some of the songs that probably made him as famous as he is right now. And he still does shows. I went to one not too long ago. It was at an arena, and I'm sure it was uh, 3,000 seats. Had to be. So, you know, it was the lower bowl and the floor. So I don't know how many people that is. The arena holds 17,000. So, yeah. And he's, he sold it out, I'm pretty sure, close to it. But I don't know. I guess it's another thing, just like the music. It's got to change a little, too. But I hope that it doesn't change so much that uh, you know we lose some people. Some of them are going to go, and I won't be sad about it. But some of them, they need to hang out. Cat Williams was saltiest shit on uh, his thing with the, the interview the other day with that lady, huh? With Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, but she was trying to play him, so like he ended up roasting her. But yeah, that was that was funny. That was hilarious, man. Well, he told he said, Does your wig connect to the headphones? Are they all one piece? Listen, that was funny, man. I have to agree with, with somebody else. Uh, it's a comic that I listen to. His name's Tim Dillon. He said that Cat Williams is probably one of the funniest fucking people alive right now. He is. What do you want and, me to say? You know, it, I think Jerry Seinfeld said on a thing I saw recently, he's like, there's like levels of being famous as a comedian. He's like, there's where they, you know, uh, they, fuck, I don't know. They talk about you in the news, you headline, you do this thing. He said like the ultimate level was when they do impressions of you. And so he's Jerry Seinfeld. So he's like, everybody does an impression of me, you know, shit like that. Yeah. And so that's, I think it's funny. Uh, shit hearing people talk about getting to that next level like the ultimate level that's got to be pretty crazy to imagine that that's still out there you can get there i don't know yeah you definitely can but it it depends if you're one of those like raunchy fucking comedians are you are you gonna have a shot at it like it seems like a uh, rough road. <laughs> it is, but you know, you, there's still a there's a safe haven for you. There's somewhere that they want to hear that, and you got to take advantage of that. Man, I don't know. <laughs> it's just crazy to think about it. Like we, how everything has changed so much. I'm sounding like an old fucking man. Like, like I just woke up to all this shit. It's been going on for a while. You know, like, I study a lot of history, so it's like, it ain't really changed to me. 
it's just it's good for media. It's good for a good talking point. It's good for an episode of the View. Um, but it ain't changed. People people didn't like Carlin. People didn't like Richard Pryor. Okay, I went to Peoria, Illinois, and that's where his statue is. He has a statue. They didn't want that statue there because a lot of the shit he said. Right. But so it, it it's not like it just jumped off now where people's like, oh, I don't like what you're saying. No, that shit used to have to be hidden. Like, parents would listen to that on record when the kids would go to bed. You know, they'd play cards and listen to that shit. So, it's... Nothing's really changed. It's just more accessible. And people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't have that on the air. Or you can't be saying that out in public. But nothing changed. Nothing really changed. Eminem just called Tyler the the creator. You know, he called him the F-word on there so it's like you think he changed I think a lot of people uh, are adjusting but I think we still got some work to do oh we definitely got work to do <laughs> for sure we're all trying to do a little better right every uh, day shit dude well look ah Look, we're at like a we're at like two hours, man. We've been chopping it up. Yeah, man. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I don't want to keep you. I know you got shit going on tomorrow, so I'm gonna. We've been having up. fun. We've been having fun together. Absolutely. So that means we'll have to do it again sometime. Because I also want to learn more about you. I want to know about your childhood. I want to know about other stuff. So we're gonna get into that at another time. But today, I just play sports and was hyper. Yeah, that's just, it. Just <laughs> I was just a hyper video game playing kid. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Nothing that deep. That's good. Well, I appreciate that because I I tell people I'm like I get as deep as you want, bro. <laughs> you can bring a fucking spoon or you can bring a backhoe. We'll go. Right. <laughs> well, look, you guys want to catch any more with Aaron? You can go to uh, Drinks with Larry. Now, you can probably just Google that. I bet it would work just yeah. fine. But you can find it on all the platforms. Go do that shit and uh, check them out. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Jody B. I appreciate it, man. I had a good time. Absolutely. And hey, uh, you can you can tell your friends, uh, everybody over there, listen. No offense, you're more than welcome. I will probably only take one of you fuckers at a time. Okay. So that's, that's my, fine. That's my only uh, thing. I want to be able to chat with you. So <laughs> you should take. You like sports? Are you big on sports? Not really. I mean, I know about sports. I can hold a conversation. But uh, Brian's a comic too, though, right? No, Brian doesn't do comedy. Brian's just mean. Well, fuck. Hey, I like talking to mean people. We could talk he's about mean people. He's a, he's a sports bully. That's all he is. <laughs> it was a good <laughs> name. I hope that's what they end up doing it just out of spite. Did you hear about boobs? I like boobs. Boobs is pretty good. But it would give him too much gratification. He at least gets a laugh every time you say that. Yeah, like, did you check out boobs? That's funny. It that's is, funny as hell. Funny. You don't want it to be funny. You want people to be like, ugh. <laughs> I, I, I'm there for the funny that's the only reason I'm here for I'm here for the laughs but thank you so much once again Jody for having me you can check me out ADAC Comedy on Twitter ADAC Comedy on Instagram uh, you can listen to me on Drinks with Larry Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes and anywhere else you check out your podcast yeah. and I sell Muscle Vodka I forgot about that Muscle check out Muscle Vodka get your plug um, uh can I plug it? Can I plug it all the way through? Yeah, do you think? Go. Okay, so www.musclevodka.net 
And if you use the promo code MUSCLEADUB, that's M-U-S-C-L-E-A-D-U-B-B, you can get 10% off your purchase. And, uh, yeah, I think if you order, like, six bottles, your shipping is free. So go and get your vodka. It's it's gluten-free and all kind of other cool stuff. Uh, it's designed intentionally for, for people doing workouts and stuff like that so they, they can keep their, their weight while they're doing competitions. But it's also strong enough and classy enough for the dignified man. So, yeah, check it out. Get your fucking drink out, man. Exactly. Aaron, it's been a pleasure, and I appreciate you coming by. We're going to wrap it up, and uh, have a wonderful evening, dude. You too, man. Take care, Jody yeah. B. Good luck uh, kicking people in the head tomorrow. No, I'm just going to be there, but thank you. All right. Have a good one. Take it easy, bud. So that's that. My chat with the notorious Aaron Detorian from the Drinks with Larry podcast. It was a good time. Really enjoyed it, man. And I hope you did too. You guys, be sure to go over and check out the, all their shit. And yeah, they're doing big things. They're doing video and all kinds of stuff. So we'll keep an eye on them. Send them some love. And hopefully we'll all grow together. Yay. But co-sponsors with Drinks with Larry. Uh, both of ours, actually. They have a few more, but we have merch.com. Uh, go over to the store. You can buy all kinds of shit if you would like, and that would be cool. We can help out old Doug. And also, shout out Spunk Lube. Get some slippery on your dick. It's good stuff high quality and it makes your sexual encounters and endeavors all that much more pleasurable spunk lube so i'm sorry it's so rushed guys uh i appreciate you listening i really do and uh, we got big plans for this weekend we're to go see the old man my wife's grandpa you know he had a, a slip and fall a couple weeks ago and he's still in the rehab center so we're going to take our son up to go see him and it's going to be a good weekend, I think. You know, I'm handling this now, so I won't be stressed about it or worried about what I'm doing. And we already got it knocked out. We made some new friends. And, uh, yeah, I think that's good. That's good. As always, be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review if you'd like. Uh, tell your friends, tell your mama, tell your friends' mama about the show. Uh, only on Twitter if you want to contact us me, meaning me uh, at poboypod at jodyb501 and get at me let's talk about some shit let's figure it out, right? you motherfuckers have a wonderful weekend and uh, I'll catch you next time here lizard, lizard, lizard uh, it's the almighty King Cooper Chameleon at a color changing lizard The mixtape messiah Please stand for the ghetto national anthem Let's go Man, forget what them boys is talking about I'm true, I'm true You're riding swings, you're gripping grain I do, I do Your candy reds, your candy blue You're popping trunk, you're jamming screw Don't know about you, but I'm true, true Forget what them boys is talking about I'm true, I'm so, I'm so true You're riding swings, you're gripping grain I do, I do your candy red, your candy blue, your poppin' trunk, your jammin' screw. Don't know about you, but I'm true. Forget what.
what these boys is talking about. We white boys dying in South Park on MLK on Sunday. We climb from the streets of Antoine to the homestead hoods from Mo City to Studiwood. It's all good. I'm riding on platinum gray with zero and Trey. Gonna let the top down. It's a beautiful day. Haters jealous on the sidelines running their mouth. Cause I roll with TIP, the king of the south. Boys know I'm paid in full, so they clocking my dollars. Me, Poppy, Joe, and Box all riding in pilots. I'm breaking bread with Mike Jones and Slim Thug, the boss. It's Paul Wild, still representing Swisher House. I'm with my boy, B. Kayla. I don't bore no hater. I'm on the grind for paper. I'll holler to later. Forget what they talking about. I'm in love with my wealth. I ain't gotta say I'm true, cause truth speaks for itself, baby. Man, what them boys is talking about, I'm true. Swings your grip and grain, I do, I do Your candy red, your candy blue Your poppin' trunk, your jammin' screw Don't know about you, but I'm true, true Forget what them boys is talkin' about I'm true, I'm so, I'm so true Swings your grip and grain, I do, I do Your candy red, your candy blue Your poppin' trunk, your jammin' screw Don't know about you, but I'm true, Hey, They say I'm the greatest of all time And I say who, and they say you If she's a dime, tell her I'm fine And she'll say true, true Turn up the bang and get into Something color changing the rims do Sound like a train, cause when I stop, they be like choo, choo, choo. When I'm thugging too, homie, the heater kinda like Al Bundy's hand. Believe me, every time you see me, it's gonna be in her pants. If I do a crime and you snitch, homie, the heater will snitch too. Cause if the police come around, it'll be pointing at you. Somebody give mouth to mouth to this mic after it melt. Cause the only rapper out rapping me is me after myself. I hope you internet thugs that will swear that I ain't the tightest. Have cyber sex with Cedar until you catch a virus. Why is he saying this to piss boys off? I officially claim myself the rap king of the south They say I'm the greatest of all time And I say who? And they say you And I say no nah. Give that title to the late and great DJ Screw Man, forget what them boys is talking about I'm true, true You riding swings, you gripping grain I do, I do You candy red, you candy blue You poppin' trunk, you jammin' screw Don't know about you, but I'm true, true Forget what them boys is talking about I'm true, I'm so, I'm so true You riding swings, you gripping grain I do, I do You candy red, you candy blue You poppin' the definition of a pimp is Cause I ain't doing shit for free I got my own label Now if you ain't heard it Not me and Will chasing the script We pulling up on chrome wheels, nigga Your royalty check looking like my phone bill Quit the cap and pitch and snap and paparazzi follow me Yeah, I'm platinum, I slap him If he smoke up all my weed I love the speed on dubs and sprees Bitches leave the club with me Snitches mean mugging me Don't make me bust my fucking heat We popping trunks and smoking blunts that sticky icky Last year I did a meal Now I'm about to do I bring the heat on every track It's 5G's for every bar Just because I'm in a Porsche box Don't mean I like the spa That don't mean I like the car You know I'm down to break your jaw Just because I burn rubber That don't mean I like the talk We get on stars in every state Like pimpin' bun We keep it trill And if you ain't heard It's Lil' Flipper and Camille Man, what they're talking about I'm true, true You riding swings You gripping grain I do, I do You candy red, you candy blue, you poppin' trunk, you jammin' screw Don't know about you, but I'm true